to the XYZ Football Podcast. So, I mean, this is, a, I think, a great way, to, I mean, just as a form of introduction. Uh, how long have we known each other? coming up on 10 years there was like a, a year between shows where we were out of work i don't know probably what 14 15 years yeah so paul and i have known each other for 15 years we've I'm, I'm his league champion uh <laughs> and uh part of losing losing to me uh, requires him to finally do a fantasy podcast with me. I think we've been trying to do this for like three or four years, and now it comes to the point where, uh, yeah, I think we just we're all quarantined. We have the time, and I, I personally watched uh, CBS do a draft and a mockery of a draft. It's just like Brady Quinn coming in with these stupid trades, just in his collarless shirt. It was just an, uh, a, I mean, like, I think when you talk about fans watching and wanting to know about football, they just want to hear picks. They don't want to see absurd trades that won't happen. Uh, so I think from our Sizzling hot takes. Yeah, it's just, it's just retarded. So I think my wife is going to edit out the retarded. Careful, yeah, comments. careful, careful. Yeah. So I've been censored uh, to some degree from my wife of what I can and can't say, so... Paul has to do the heavy lifting in relation to the jokes. But I think this is a great outlet regardless because uh, two married guys, the kids talking about football uh, and really just a fan's take on football, I think, which is we're not, we're not pretending to be experts here, uh, but we understand and love football and we have great insights on it. And I think we've traded our insights enough on uh, text messages and memes to try to translate that into a podcast that that is just a great outlet for us talking about sports. So I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. No, I think that about covers it. I mean, I, I just want to point out that I think part of the reason we waited as long as we did for this and for you to get your little trophy there was that I had had it the last couple of years. And now you've capitalized on this, you know, opportunity that's been silver plattered, which by the way, the trophy is still in my possession. So I still have that pay tonight. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, half the league I, I, has a COVID-19, I think. <laughs> Uh, they're never going to pay, which is fine. I mean, I'll take the glory over it than anything. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll also add that it was a miraculous comeback for me to come back and win just because like, I was like six and six at one point and I had to win out just to get to the playoffs. And then I had to win out the playoffs. So it was destiny for me to win. And then now it gives me enough bragging rights where I don't come in like sixth place, come in and, and talk about football and at least have some like, uh, credibility of yeah i won my fantasy football league so i could talk about this so yeah you have a, a, a position to stand on absolutely no yeah. uh, i'm with you kid two 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 bad runners with kids with uh you know hot, hot takes and tom brady's following me around so that's true he clearly wants to be around good luck i mean those new jerseys though how about those that's i mean 
I don't know who, like, if you went on any professional football website and saw, like, hey, I want to see the jerseys. I mean, I saw the the Tampa Bay jerseys. I mean, there were people wearing it with, like, lights on them. And the Patriots decided to release this thing where, like, let's do it in the dark. Let's put a drape over him and take a picture. It was just like I couldn't even see the jersey. What's the point of doing that? That was the first I saw those when you uh, sent them to me. And it just, it looks like, the first thing I thought of was like uh, the alien from Alien and Predator. It was just, it's so dark and it's, the guys are turned sideways. And I don't like, all right. Is there anything, they don't even look that much different yours. No, I mean, I don't know. Why are you hiding them? I mean, what what aesthetic, (laughs) please, like some, some, Grad from film school grad school guy came out and just like, hey, I got this idea for pictures. Let's just not show them. So it's all it's all part of the patriot mantra, man. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> all right, so so let's just kick this off. Um, I imagine you'll we'll just take turns uh, with each round, saying uh, who are we going to pick, who we think they should pick, and then go from there. And then we'll stop at the Cleveland Browns. Because that'll be a train wreck in itself, and I think there'll be a lot of talk about. But I don't know, ladies first. What do you think for the the Bengals? Uh, you want to flip for it? I'll take it. You take it, and then I'll. This is a layup. It is. All right. So the Bengals, they need, uh, they need, they need a lot. Uh, they still have Andy Dalton under contract, which is interesting to me. But you know, they're gonna go uh, Burrow, of course. Yeah, but how can you not? I don't. <sighs> I don't know. Like you hear all this garbage about them trading the pick to to move down. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. He's. I don't know. He's he's good. Uh, this is see. I don't know. I don't. He doesn't excite me. I don't know. Do you get excited about Joe Burrow? No, there's nothing about Joe Burrow. And like when people mentioned his Heisman Trophy winning speech. And it was like, you can't, you can't be human and cry to it. I was like, okay, I get it. He comes from Ohio. He comes from a poor neighborhood. Good. Good for him. He wants to go back. To, I mean, he has a sentiment of collection there. But aside from there, it was just like, okay, I've heard better speeches from other people. From Tom Brady giving a talk about Deflategate and uh, Ideal Gasol. That was a great speech. No one talks about that. But Joe Burrow somehow has this pedestal. And that comes from the Heisman. So, right. I mean, I think clear-cut number one there's no trading this pick there's no value you can get out of it I mean Andy Dalton's trade bait at this point and the worst thing I'd see is him going to the Patriots he's not guaranteeing any money either so I don't know why they're still kind of I mean I guess that's why they're holding on to him but you would have thought they would have moved him and somebody would have taken him by now I don't know and there's no I mean obviously a lot of pundits said that Patriots would be a good landing spot for Dalton I mean, he didn't have a bad season last season. Uh, I mean, they look, there were a lot of close games uh, in 2019, and Dalton didn't look bad. I mean, I think there's there's clearly an upgrade with Barrow, and why not take that risk? But I think from that perspective that Dalton's a washed-up quarterback, I don't think so. I think he still has some value up there, and, and um, yeah, so people will come and trade for him. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, but one, I mean, no one's going to trade that first-round pick for anything. No. All right. All right, so, good. We have Burrow, who is fine. Uh, a fine, fine candidate. He's good. Lovely. Uh, uh, I don't know. LSU quarterbacks, uh, 
whatever. Well, know. we'll get into the, the whole SEC quarterbacks, I think. I mean, there's nothing exciting about them ever. And, I and we're going to have remember. to talk about two of them in the probably top five or six picks here. So, Well, it depends how, how desperate. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll hold that off on that. But, I mean, I think the best player in the draft is Chase Young. And I think that's who I have going uh, to the Redskins. And Redskins are awful all across the board. I think they were They're so bad. They're yeah. so bad. 32nd in the offense. I can't remember what they were on defense. But, like, there's 27th. not a 27th. 27th. So, like, there you go. I mean, like, they – could pick anyone and it would be <laughs> an upgrade from last year <laughs> yeah. but chase young i mean i think he is a beast i mean he was a famous for his strip sack last year and he's like i think exactly what they want coming out of uh in a top tier organization at ohio state so i think from from that perspective he is a home run pick for them. I, I can't imagine them going anywhere else at that pick no and, and again you hear the same thing with them that he did with cincinnati somebody might you know bowl him over to get the pick but like nobody's moving up to pick uh, who's moving up to two? If they're moving up to two, they're to take him. And why would you? I don't know. Right. Why would you give that pick away? He's he's like you said, the best talent in this draft by far. He's a a playmaker, a game changer. A if you uh, if you'll like this generational talent uh, generational on defense. Talent. So I, it's hard to. Oh, good for them. I wish uh, I wish the Jets were bad enough to be there. But <laughs> he is your uh, defensive Josh Gordon. Yes, this year, 100%. <laughs> and uh, it'd be interesting what happens to Josh Gordon after this. Uh, the CBA gets approved for, I think, what, legalizing marijuana, at least not having any penalties for marijuana use. So They're knocking on the door. Yeah, so he's knocking on the door of his weed dealer's house. <laughs> I'm excited for him. I can't wait to have him back in the league. <laughs> You'll, you're going to draft him, and you're going to be sorry like I was last year. Well, listen, you you know, I, I think you went a little early there, but the argument could be made. He uh, he was a key asset uh, early on in your, you know, lackluster yeah, you, first half. Well, I mean, when you looked at that entire roster going for the Patriots, you thought they were going to be an offensive powerhouse. I mean, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, and then, and then like, the, and then like where do they go? It, uh, you guys – for some reason, to Demarius Thomas. Well, but Antonio yeah. Brown is standing right outside uh, Raymond James or whatever <laughs> with his, his boombox trying to get uh, TB12 to open the gates for him. I, I wouldn't even mind him coming to Tampa, but I don't see a need there for him either. I mean, that's another – that's a fancy dialogue, but I think – Yeah, no. Uh, uh... And I will add, though, this is a third receiver that Brady had – Brady may change his number because – uh, who was it first? I mean, Sanu changed his number from 12. Oh, Gordon first. He was 12, and he changed it to 10. Then Sanu came over and changed it. And then now Brady goes over to Tampa, and he makes uh, Goodwin changes. So he's just a – and actually, those two prospects didn't work out, so you better hope changing your number in Tampa Bay works out. Mm-hmm. So for the third pick is really interesting for me because – there's a lot of movement here, right? I mean, we saw a lot of draft people trying to either or Dolphins trying to swap picks for number three to move up to pick up someone, or I, don't, I just don't see. So, so here's my thing with, with Patricia. I think he's on a hot seat. I mean, he's going to get fired this year, and he, he cannot. Be, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, so he has to bring in a key player maker right off the bat, and it it can't be. And some people have 
Tua going at three. I don't think so. I mean, my perspective is he cannot come in. Like Tua can't come in. He, I mean, Patricia can't bring in a rookie quarterback and be like, all right, well, you need to save my career uh, because this is the last chance I have. And so from that perspective, I don't see Tua going here. I think Tua is going to wait. And, and really, Matt Stafford did not have a bad season. I mean, oh, no. yeah, played eight games, did pretty well. Uh, and, I mean, in 2018, he had a decent year, too. I mean, he still threw over 3,500 yards. And last year, I think um, – I mean, he's injured. He's always been injury prone, but I don't think he's bad enough where you need to select his replacement yet, especially this high. No, he wasn't. And I know there were trade talks kind of with him in the offseason, but he wasn't actually ever really linked to anybody, right? It was just kind of because he's got a big contract, too. I mean, he got paid only last year, two years ago. Yeah, it was like it was like at the most two years ago, and it was a big deal. It was kind of. He's in that 25, 27 a year range. Like, nobody's, I don't know. Nobody's, but, nobody's yeah. doing that. No, I mean, I, I would love to see him at the Patriots, but that's not going to happen. And uh, I think people are picking up that I'm a Patriots fan. But <laughs> all I talk, because I have to wait 23 picks to go on my tangent. But yeah, I mean, this is a make or break year for Patricia and he has to pick in a playmaker. And I think he's going to pick the top corner in the league. And I, I'm going to murder his name is uh, Jeff Okuda. No, I think that's right. Because I mean, their defense was atrocious last year too. I mean, no, well, their offense and defense were atrocious. I mean, from the, from the perspective of a fan, I think that they can improve on both fronts. And I don't think adding Stafford's replacement here would make sense. But I think on defense and Patricia's defensive guy, that he would bring in a lockdown corner and Akuda's like the top tier corner in the league or in the draft. This this is the smart pick. They were uh, 29th last year, it looks like, in defensive efficiency rating. Patricia's a defensive guy. Like You need to, to make it happen yeah. on defense with your job on the line here. I will also say he thinks he's a defensive guy. I mean, but what? <laughs> well, yeah, hey, you know. He, he's a, uh, he's no he's no Brian Flores, that's for sure. <laughs> just all these defensive corners coming out of the New England just just touted as defensive masterminds, but whatever. <laughs> I, I think I think yeah, he thinks of him as a defensive guy. I think he's gonna pick the top defensive player left in in on the board right now, and I think that's gonna be Yakuda. So I don't see any trade happening here, and I think it's for the first five picks, in my opinion, I don't think there's going to be any big shakeup. But I don't know. I mean, I'd be surprised to see because I don't think anyone has enough capital uh, to move up even a few rounds to pick up meteor. Uh, aside from Joe Burrow, I don't think anyone's moving up for anyone else. There, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? It's the the it's the only thing I think with Detroit is there's a chance they could maybe move down or something, but it's got to be like one of these quarterback bereft teams who want to move up and take like a Tua, like the Chargers or I don't know who right. else is out there, maybe Jacksonville. I don't know. You know the Raiders are a disaster. I know they still have Carr and he's good and all that, but do they do they stick with him right. long term? I don't know. I mean, um, you know how the NFL is. Some of these teams are you don't know what the hell they're doing and they come out of nowhere with these whoa uh, picks. Right. Right. But so no, you, I, if I'm Detroit, I, I'm sticking with the corner there too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think you make a good point. It's not the top five picks. It's these 
these crazy oddball picks from like 12, like, uh, uh, I mean, you got, you got the Panthers at seven who have nothing going on at quarterback right now. I mean, I know right. they said Bridgewater, but he's not a long-term solution. Right. And then you have the list. You have Mike Mayock coming in there and saying like, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> what, what, what do you want for us to move to that space? So yeah, I think when you, yeah. If you're just looking at the standard picks in the top five, like these guys, I don't see them moving. But will they move down from these crazy guys who I mean, who need to? I mean, like, yeah. That's I mean, out, outside of Miami, every one of these teams, including the Giants coming up, are, are terrible teams that need more draft capital, more picks. They need to build their rosters. And so you can make a case for any of them to move down. Miami did that last year and the year before. They're loaded with picks this year. I mean, they could do it again, but yeah. But I, I mean, Miami. I mean, when you look at Miami, what he, what Flores is doing, even then, it was just like, why are you trading up, trading any of these guys when they even traded? Shoot, this is what, this is. Uh, I have to think. See, this is good prepping for a podcast when we don't know the the players, but, but, I forget the guy's name now. But the 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 top tackle that they traded. Was I mean a Pro Bowl last year? So oh, the kid to Houston, right? Um, yeah, Tunsil, Larry Tunsil, Lar- right. Laramie, Laramie, whatever yeah. his name is. But you're trading a young, uh, a young offensive lineman for a first round capital, but that guy is like a top tier talent anyway. So what are you really going to get out of that? So I'm interested to see what Miami does with those picks, but I don't think just trading off picks just to get capital that won't really pay off or over a proven talent seems ridiculous to me. So building on this draft capital. I, and again, I'm going back to Patriots. Belichick does it well because Belichick will, will he'll see the value in trading down to build build up his team. Where I think people just like Flores are like, oh, I think it's cool to trade picks and just trade all these insane amount of picks for relatively cheap guys. And I'm not sure if he's going to get the value in return. I mean, this five, five pick is because they suck. I mean, this is their pick. <laughs> it so, is. So, so I'd like to see what happens with them. But I don't see the I, – I, I'm not a trader in picks. I'd love to see the Patriots come up and, and grab someone, but then I mean, they haven't done that in like, since like 2010. Well, see, you're – all right. So you're, you're coming from a different angle here too where you're, you've been in a dynasty here for the last 15, 20 years. You've never had to, to reach for talent. You've never hit, been so, so – uh, again, oh, you've been Ross eye Dowling. Well, yeah, but like, look at the Jets for the last decade, man. There is, I have to come back to my own team here because there's so much of a lack of talent. There's, there's so much lack of offensive line depth, defensive line depth, pass rushing depth. I mean, they just maybe have a quarterback, but teams like this, you have to trade. You have to get a little wild. You have to build. You have to free up space. You have to trade the Darrell Revis in the prime of his career to take a shot on adding talent, which you don't do right now. And, and, I don't want to get into this for more than two seconds, but you don't trade Jamal Adams. All right, go ahead. Right. <laughs> well, here, here's my problem with your team. Yeah, okay, well, let's just wait till we get down there because then we're just going to go on for a rant. But I, I do think inconsistency in general managers and in coaches. So, like, when you bring in Joe Judge to the Giants, and I'm, are we on the Giants yet? Yeah, we're on the Giants. We are. Oh, yep. Did you, yep. So you agree with the Detroit pick? Yes. Okay. So when you bring in Joe Judge, and I'm like Bill Belichick's water boy to coach your team, and I don't get that as a team serious about winning. So 
I mean, and, and like there, there's certain, certain mocks that have a quarterback on this position where Daniel Jones, I thought, did, you know, good with what he had last year and not to build on that. And right, and Daniel Jones is not Joe Judge's guy. So maybe Joe Judge pulls a, um, shoot, what's the Cardinals coach name? Condit. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. If you pull the Kingsbury, like, you know, he doesn't want Rosen. He, he goes in the, uh, God, why am I blanking? This is why it happens when you're out of football for a few months. What's the forehead kid's name? The forehead kid. That name? Oh, okay. Oh. This is, that's me. It's like, this is autoplay in here. We, we've done Joe Burrow. Uh-oh. Uh, did you hear that? No. Okay. I don't know if that recorded. It was autoplay on some of these pages that I'm on. But, right. So, yeah. So, I'm, uh, this pick, I mean, what I would do if I was the Giants in their position is get help uh, for Daniel Jones. I'd pick the best, like, offensive lineman in the draft right now, and that's Tristan Wirfs. How do you pronounce that? I'd pick him. I'd be like, hey, that's a safe pick. Get your guys some help. Uh, get, uh, I mean, that's what I feel like you need both for the running game and then for protection for your young quarterback game, you're, you're, running, you're running back. So that's what I pick. I don't see them picking anyone else. But again, this is me being 100% logical. But the Giants are not a logical organization. They're, they're not of late. They used to be. There was a time where they Never. were. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Werfs is the pick there. But I, so I'm, I'm in Connecticut, and I hear a lot of the local radio guys. They spend all day and night on this now because there's nothing else to talk about. And, and Not the UConn guy. Yeah, no, not him. Uh, the the other the other boneheads, the midday guys. Um, they keep the name that keeps coming up with all they have, all these people they have on is Isaiah Simmons. Now the Giants haven't had a linebacker probably since friggin' Lawrence Taylor. I mean, they just wow. they used to be a team that prided prided pride themselves on sure. uh, outside pass rushing, linebacking, you know, all that, and they they haven't had a decent one in. I couldn't tell you how long. Um, he's by far the best linebacker, you know, available. It's just something to consider. They you should they should go tackle though. But so you, I mean, like, listen, I wouldn't be surprised with either pick. But I feel like if you're playing smart football, you make the unsexy pick of picking that tackle to protect the quarterback. Oh, 100%. Sure. Listen, Gettleman invested all that capital last year in taking Daniel Jones. He's, he's I would argue, another guy who's on the hot seat this year. He needs to right. make picks to secure that pick. Yeah, I mean, the whole Maras are just nuts anyway. I mean, you have Kate Mara, who's a, a nut actor, actress, and then the, the other one who was a, in that dragon tattoo movie. So she's nuts. The whole family's nuts. So I can't imagine doing that. any same thing here. Uh, so I, don't know, I wouldn't be shocked with any pick here. But, I mean, if you're being logical, if you're beginning your team help, and, and I don't think New York is trying to sell jerseys here, and that's why I hate that whole argument that, you know, you should do whatever gets you jerseys because – because general managers don't think like that. At least sane ones don't. No. And they don't care about how much money they make the owner. They're trying to save their jobs. So I think the pick here is Tristan, but who knows?
and we finally get to, I think this is where we're going to start diverging a little bit because I, for, for the Dolphins, and, and I feel like I have an un, un, unfair advantage with this pick because I hate Brian Flores and I think he's, <laughs> he's overrated and I think he's, he, I think he's Gase 2.0 down to Miami. I, I don't think there's anything special about him. I, I, I don't think, I mean, his, uh, from all intents and purposes, Miami's was an awful team last year and they could have been a lot worse. No one was saying lose for Tua. I don't forget what the, but a 5'11 team, awful on offense, awful on defense. Brian Fitzpatrick was your go-to guy the last two years or the last two games. And and if you think Brian Flores is going to start Brian Fitzpatrick this year, <laughs> you're insane. Of all the slack that I'll give Brian Flores, I don't think he's dumb enough to start Brian Fitzpatrick. No one is. Because here's another reason. He's he's played. Flores has coached in Miami. He's seen what Fitzpatrick does. It's a cycle of Fitzpatrick. Good, get paid. Suck. Good, get paid. Suck. And he's in his good. He's 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 conned his way into think people thinking he's going to be the starter next year. And I don't agree with that. So I think they go. They take a chance here and they go Tua. And Tua is going to be awful for them. But I think they're going to take the chance. You're not uh, you're not buying the Herbert hype. No, I, I think I, I don't know. Flores seems to be, you know, you know. I hate that term, uh, a player's coach, but I think that's what he is. I, I think he wants he's likable. He likes these these guys with like a lot of personality, and because he's a guy with a lot of personality too. I mean, he's not a Belichick. He he doesn't hold in his emotions. So I think from that perspective, like. He's gonna go with someone that he likes and has a a connection with, and like he's gonna go with this undersized, injury-prone guy because he he's listen. He's he's lucky to be where he is. I think Flores got lucky, and he I mean he lucky to be the defensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team that people somehow got attracted to. And I don't know. I'm just, I mean, like I feel like if I was a water boy in the Patriots for a season when they won the Super Bowl, I would be a head coach. Well, Joe I mean, Judge that's kind of what worked for Josh McDaniels, wasn't it? I mean, he's, you know. Yeah, it worked for a lot of them. I mean, Weiss, Patricia, Judge for some reason. And I don't even understand that. Like, why would you pick Judge over McDaniels? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what strategy people are doing. But I think from the perspective of what the Dolphins are capable of, I don't – I see Tua going here. I don't know if you haven't uh, – are we going to differ here or what? No, I'm I'm kind of still with you on that. I just I would like to give uh, Brian a little more credit than you are willing to. The man went five and eleven on a team where they got rid of anybody with a pulse and played in division where they picked off the Patriots. They beat the Jets once. Did they? They might have beat Buffalo too. I don't know, but they they won five games with a, a division one college roster. I mean, like. Yeah, and with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. So, yeah, they should go and get a Tua or a Herbert or, you know, that I'm looking now. Let's see. 30th in defense, 24th in offense. You know, bad team. Needs a quarterback. I just – Tua scares me to death, man. Like, this is going to be whatever team picks him, whether whether the Patriots get aggressive and trade up from 23 to get him or the Dolphins take him at five. Like, 
you have no idea what this kid's going to be. Nobody's got a health report on him. Nobody has seen him because of everything that's going on. It's just, you know, pull and pray, I guess. Good luck. Uh, he, he, you know, he's a good player, but can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? He's the type of guy where the NFL has kind of shifted at the quarterback position. If you're mobile and can, you know, move around the pocket and make things happen like that, it could be a very successful ad for them. If he can't stay on the field, then, you know, you're looking at the same Dolphins you've seen for the last 10, 15 years. That's why getting, getting quarterback right is so important. And if you're like uh, the Giants or the Jets or one of these teams with a young guy under center that you still don't know about, it's just you got to do everything you can to see if they can succeed. Well, I think that that's why they have been pressured there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll like let the old man carry the ball for two games where we're throwing two and he gets hurt and I'm screwed out of the thing. I, I just don't think they're – I think they're really short-sighted. I think they're going to pick Tua because they can't – I don't think Flores has the defense he wants because he's been selling parts. Yeah, he's been playing with a co- like a college roster. So he's going to get Tua because he knows he needs an offense and he needs a dynamic weapon. And Tua can be that if he's healthy, but I don't think he's going to stay healthy. And for the record, they should be uh, two, and four, 2 and 14 because they, they, we should have beat them in the last game of the season. We just happened to choke that game. And Cincinnati should have beat them in Miami and Cincinnati scored like 35 points on them Cincinnati and, and so <laughs> so yeah they were an awful team that won five games they should have won a lot less and I don't know I mean it's five games I'm not going to give him any credit for five games I don't care you're in the NFL you have NFL caliber players you should do better than that and and he's a first-year coach I think I think when you guys hire him next year, it's going to be really funny. <laughs> no comment. So to, uh, the the uh, what are we? What are they? Los Angeles Chargers? That's what they yeah, are, now, right? LA. Yeah. Okay, without a stadium still. So Tyrod Taylor at at the quarterback position, who they've committed to for at least this season. Phil Rivers is gone with his forty seven yep. forty seven kids. Uh, <laughs> He's in yeah, he's in Indianapolis now, so that's that's neat. Uh, the Chargers were sixteenth <laughs> in offense. <laughs> yeah, sixteenth uh, in offense last year, twenty third in defense. They play in the AFC West with uh, Patty Mahomes and the Super Bowl champs. So, yeah. you know, if I'm, jeez, uh, who's the coach there? Uh, whatever. Um, Telesco is still the GM, so you need you need to. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is not a long-term solution. They didn't bring in a Cam Newton or anything like that. You have to look at Herbert here, I think, or trade out, no? Yeah. I mean, who do you think? I mean, I think Herbert's the pick. He He's a good fit for them. I mean, he's just – I've seen uh, – I know, I know our boy there, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, loves him there. I just I don't I don't know what other direction they would go in if they didn't go there. I mean, like I said, you could trade out and try and add some picks, but then where do they go from there? You still have to take like, you know, one of these other kids. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you in their prospect selection, right? I mean, like, 
Brady would have been nuts going to L.A., uh, the Chargers playing in that division. I mean, to go up against Mahomes twice a year, who needs that headache? Yeah. And and the Chargers understand that. You have to have a high-power offense. You have to have someone at, in the quarterback position that could produce points if you're going to win. I think Anthony Wins knows that. So, yeah, so, I mean, when you think about that then – We've both experienced in the AFC's Tyrod Taylor. We know <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is not a good quarterback. I mean, he is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I, I think he could – I think he's like a, a Brian Hoyer 2.0. He could get in there and could win you some games. He could hold He could hold everything down for you, but he's not going to give you a playoff victory. He's not going to lead you to the playoffs. So, yeah, they need to go quarterback here. And if Tua's on the board, I think they go Tua. But I think he's off the board at five, so I think they go Herbert. I think that's just, again, a good, safe, logical pick. If you want to go crazy, then you go Simmons. I think they can improve on both sides of the ball, but they don't, they're don't. they so inconsistent at quarterback that you need, you need that. You need someone in there. I, yeah, I could see them going Tua here if he's available. But I don't know. If, if Herbert goes to five in the Dolphins, I wouldn't be shocked if Simmons went here instead of two and the two drops. I agree with that. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, th- that's why it gets kind of interesting at uh, five. Yeah. I think depending on, I think really it, as long as like Detroit goes chalk and takes the corner there, I think it really starts to get interesting at five because Miami's going to have to, they're going to have their gun to their head there. They're going to have to make a decision. And I think whoever is left winds up with San Diego and they sit for the year or however many games, you know, they want to stare at Tyrod Taylor getting sacked, you know, six six times a game and running for 50 yards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, LA is such a great place to play too. The weather, I mean, even as the player coming in, the amount of endorsements you could get from like the LA franchises uh, is such a great place to be. But I mean, it just seems like they can't get over the hump. And even in, what was it? Oh, six when they had that 14 and two team, but they lost to the Patriots in the, in the um, AFC championship. Uh, I think that was the decline of the chargers under Phillips rivers. And to get rid of him, that made sense. I mean, he is not a productive quarterback. He throws, I mean, uh, I want to compare to James Winston, but I think that gives James Winston. I mean, I, I think it's sort of Rivers a bad name, but how inconsistent James Winston is. But he's just unreliable, and I so I'm really shocked that he even went uh, to the Colts. But I mean, right? So they need they have a gaping hole in their offense. They in a very competitive division. So I think the safe pick for them would be a really you know productive quarterback in it, and Herbert was productive Oregon. So I see him going there. I mean, it is it is a weird spot for them though, in this sense because they they do have they they have weapons at wide out. They have a stud tight end. They have running backs. They just they just gave Eckler a new deal a new deal. I know Gordon's gone now, but they have the pieces are in place. The defense isn't horrendous. Like they're built to compete. But then you have Tyron Taylor at quarterback. So <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? I mean, yeah. are you you're you're kind of just bridging this year, I guess, and playing for twenty twenty one. It's like the guy who puts on the uh, the aftermarket spoiler on like a Ferrari. It's not Ferrari, <laughs> but like, it's just like, <laughs> why would you do this? Here we go. <laughs> it 
keeps me aerodynamic. But <laughs> right, so their pieces in place, they could make a good run. I mean, I don't think they get out of they're they're not going to win that division now with Mahomes and oh. how pass happy the NFL is. But but you know, you know actually unrelated i just saw the xfl today it was declaring bankruptcy so just like yeah they mailed it in it's uh it was uh i think they're selling all their assets and stuff too that's too bad that is a nice bad. little product there yeah I, I don't know why that popped into my head but it thinks like you know you're in a competitive division you know when you want real football you're not going to the xfl anymore it's a pass happy league and and uh you have to go with that with that you know who I'm gonna get back to the Patriots again. I'm just thinking like that. Who who was it? I think it was Derek Henry's contract, right? I mean, the franchise thing. But uh, I, I was just thinking about the idea that he. I mean, if he was what he did this year, like two, maybe even four years ago, like he would have got this multi-million dollar deal because of how valuable running backs were like five years ago. And now they're just like, oh, maybe he'll get a six million dollar. Con- you know, it, it, it's really interesting how the league has really abandoned that and i think and i'm gonna go back to the patriots here the patriots are going to build on that they're going to get these like you know off-market running backs and turn this back into like a like a like like a uh, they're going to run they're going to turn this back into the idea that hey i want to turn this back into a running league and that's why they're not going to draft a quarterback i'm getting ahead of myself uh, oh cool so I think we're at, or sorry, I, I just got something from Zoom that said, Unlimited hey, minutes. Gonna, yeah, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm not on the, I'm only past six. Uh, all right. So this is fun so far, I mean, for me. So yeah, not anyone listening. Or, yeah. All right. I'm going to, so we're on Panthers now. Carolina. Five and love Panthers. <laughs> and the best thing that happened to them is firing Ron Rivera and getting rid of Eric Reed. Just such two jokes of a peep. I, I mean, like, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get political here, but I just hated both of them. <laughs> Ron Rivera and his Pepsi ads, and Eric Reed, and like, what is he like, like complaining about the CBA changing language uh, now? Such, like, such a dope. Uh, just getting a lawyer involved. Uh, I'm just like, whatever. And like, I'm not against the idea like he shouldn't have the right to protest, but I mean, the idea that that he's complaining about. Every little thing that is like against him, I'm just like at a certain point, I hope it is. I'm just like, I don't care about this guy. I'm like, just uh, just good, just a garbage league with those two people in it. But now, Listen, and, and what do the Panthers do with all that goodwill? They go and give a running back, uh, how much a year did McCaffrey get? Oh, god, yeah, that's what the McCaffrey deal that I was looking at 2020. Oh, I gotta look, hang on. But he's the highest paid running back in the league. But I felt like, I don't know, I'll have to research this a bit more, but I could feel like his deal seems shy compared to what other running backs got like five years ago. Uh, four years at 16 a year. I mean, I guess that's not. Oh, wow. Hmm. That's not awful. But he's a he's a running back. I mean, he's a wide receiver too. I mean, he catches as much as he runs out of that backfield. Yeah, but at the end, I, mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, that's a lot of money to pay. I I shouldn't say anything. I, the Jets are paying Bell thirteen a year and is nowhere yeah, near but, nowhere near as good as McCaffrey. So right, that's what I'm thinking of. Like Bell, like 
like later on, but the, those were the years, like only like three, two or three years ago, that they were getting that type of money. And then now you see obviously McCaffrey get that. But I feel like no one cares about running backs anymore. No. Not to the degree that you guys overpaid for them and they, you guys learned that lesson. Uh, but McCaffrey, I think, has earned that. But I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that's like paying Tavon Austin like Fisher did. <laughs> Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> That was some seven and nine bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have this five eleven team. Uh what are they on offense defense? Uh let me see. Carolina. Twenty eighth offense, uh twentieth defense. Yeah, just mediocre all pro and I think I agree with getting rid of Cam. I mean at that point what are you gonna do? I mean it's tr- I mean Bridgewater just seems kind of weird to me. Like as that, that's your gap fill, but, but you you had you had no idea what Newton was going to be going forward. I mean, I get you know why those they hats. Were... You know, you're going to come out with salish hats. <laughs> well, it was the best best press conference <laughs> in the league right after uh, Brady. I mean, the outfits were just you know must see TV. But like, you didn't know what you had there. I know they. I think they saw something in Bridgewater. I mean, he, he you know, he looked good when he had his, his spots last year in New Orleans. But th- this pick, this, it's a little, I don't know. I see I see Derek Brown's name come up a lot here, and I can't think of who they have on defense outside of, like, Keekly. I mean, do right. they have a decent line? I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I think they're a question mark all across the board. I mean, and the thing about it is, like, you know Ron Rivera was a defensive guy, and and so you knew he – I mean, right. So, it, for me, it's hard to gauge exactly where they're going with this pick, uh, definitely. I mean, they could – they could – I mean, pick a number of different candidates, both on offense and defense, and I think they it's going to be mediocre at best anyway. Um, See, they traded for they traded for a tackle. I think they went and got Okung right from San Diego. So this could have been a good pick here for them. But right. now, but, I, you know, I mean, they could still go tackle there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think because Simmons is still on the board, from at least from my perspective, that they just pick up on defense. But I might be. I mean, I, I'm just I think echoing what Rivera may have done. I don't know enough about. Rule was it? Was that his name? Matt Rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Rule. Dude, that's a cool name, but yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do here enough to. I mean, I just think the best player on the board right now is Sims. So you go with the best player on the board, and that's a Belichick philosophy, though. I don't know if you have any other. Well, no, it's a it's a good team philosophy too. On it, when you don't have a glaring need, I mean, I don't, I can't speak to Carolina with that sort of you know accuracy. But it, he's the he is the best available player on the board at this point. Plus, you're going to need that successor to Keekley at some point because he's getting up there in years. So, it's not it's not a terrible option. Right. Yeah. I, I, this I don't have a, 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 firm, a firm feel for Carolina. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, it'd be the best guess that, hey, this awful team will make a rookie mistake in picking whoever they do. <laughs> and this 
this coronavirus <laughs> mock draft home, like, you know, uh, Skype messaging that they're going on. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, I don't think they could go wrong with Simmons on this pick. No. I should, I should be drafting for everyone. I feel like I know what everyone should pick. And they should just let me run their draft. I think a lot of these teams would be better off. <laughs> you, you scratch your head with a lot of these people. Like, I know I'll be scratching my head. Yeah, I mean, if uh, Cincinnati moves out of one or, or Dolphins move out of five, I'll be really interested to see what happens. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm drafting the sense that there's no reason to move out of these positions right now. And I don't think there's any capital that comes from any other team that will convince me to move up, especially because a lot of the teams, you know, 10 and below have a lot of offensive needs. And this is a really deep wide receiver class. So, I mean, we can see in the first round, maybe like, like seven, eight wide receivers get off the board. So, uh, so I don't see there's a tremendous need for a lot of these teams to move up. Not, I mean, no one's, no one's like that thirsty. I mean, I don't see it. No. If you had to pick uh, one out of these 10 we're talking about, who would you say would be the most likely to make a move up? I see the Chargers because if they really want Tua, which I don't think yeah. they or maybe they're, they're screwed, they won't get Herbert. Uh, I think they need that quarterback. So they will try to jump at four, maybe three, depending on. Because, like, the inconsistencies in my mind are, are no idea what Joe Judge is going to do. Because and no idea what I mean. I don't know how. I would like to think I know what Flores is going to do, but no idea. But then, so really, Lynn coming up there thinking like he's on the hot seat too, right? So he he understands that if he doesn't have a good producing offense this year, that he may be fired. So why not jump up to three and see if you can get your guy? And and for I think then Patricia would take that that fall to six. Because I think his guy would still be their six. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's what I see. I mean, seven, you have a rookie coach. I don't think you do anything. Ken Kniff, what's that guy's name? Ken Cosbury? <laughs> Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Chris Kingsbury. Like, he – I don't see him jumping, but uh, – um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. From – it's hard. I, mean, I hate when people think, like, they're going to jump up and, and make these – these these grand gestures in, in in picks where I just don't think they have that capital right now. I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. All right. So for who do you have for the Cardinals coming in? This all right, Kyler Murray, offensive coach Kingsbury. You 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 just bamboozled the Houston Texans to get DeAndre Hopkins in the house. Right. You you've got to go tackle here, correct? You have to protect yeah. the quarterback. This I is mean, this is an easy one, right? I mean, well, you have to protect. Yeah, I know their my... defense. Their defense is terrible. Arizona's defense horrend. Uh, let me look. Thirty first. Okay, bad. But they're an offensive team. It's an offensive league. You you have a stud at wide receiver now. You've got Fitzgerald there. You've got Christian Kirk is still around. Uh, it, it screams of well, who who do we have left for long? You got not Beckton. I don't think it would be him. I think maybe Willis here. Yeah. Beckton's yeah. a weird pick. He's I don't. 
he's too big, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, well, he, the only other six seven left tackle that I remember. What was he six seven? I don't know. I he, back then, back in his six seven, like three eighty. Yeah, so that's um, Nate Soldier, who's just mm. <laughs> enough said. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I think when you, um, yeah, I mean when you think of well, Arizona has tremendous needs all across the board. I mean you still have really good defensive players here. here here's the thing: I was, were you shocked at at the rookie of the year for Kyler Murray? No. I mean, I feel like he did okay. Uh, I mean, he didn't. He didn't blow any. He didn't blow you away. Uh, he had well. He had a couple of games where he did absolutely nothing, and then he had right. a handful of games where he went absolutely bonkers. I'm still not sold on that. Um, right. So listen, you have to do whatever you need to protect that quarterback and let him mature uh, in your offensive system. So I think right, the Willis pick here makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, but Derek, I mean, Derek Brown is still there, and he's clearly a beast in the defensive line. And I think there needs to be. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. I mean, you're right. It's it's probably. Like I'm not going to argue against Brown at this pick. I mean, he's the best right. defensive tackle coming out. It, to get him at what are we at eight? You know, eight. I think is a little. I think it might be a little early for him if, if like Carolina were to say no thanks. But I, like you said, Arizona's got so many holes on defense. You could plug in any one of these guys and it could work out. You know, they could go, they could go Brown. They could go, you know, they could go, what's that other kid's name? Chase and Chase on the other the kid from LSU, the, the pass rusher. He's, you know, he's a beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think Kyler Murray is not your prototypical drop-back quarterback. He's just – that's when left tackles or tackles in general are useless just because, you know, you're, you're, you're designed to push him out of the pocket so the quarterback could have time to throw. But then three seconds, Kyler Murray starts scrambling to save his own life. And I think that's part because the offensive line was so bad, but I think also that that's what Kyler Murray does. So I don't see – the Russell Wilson in him. So if, for me, it's just really weird to think like, oh, they should pick this, this this pick with this draft capital and leave this amazing defensive tackle on the board. But I think, right, I mean, I don't think Wills is a dumb pick. I, I think the value is more with Brown. And I'm a value-oriented guy. But, but yeah, I will go – I will disagree. I'll go with Brown. But I think, I mean, logically, I'll probably go Wills. All right. All right. That gets us to what Jacksonville. Jacksonville, the mustache. <laughs> so Nick Foles, Nick Foles is gone. Gardner Minshew is your guy, I guess. I mean, how is he anyone's guy? Uh, you, have you seen those jorts? I mean, <laughs> he could be my guy. This guy, I don't know. I, I feel like. Nick Foles finally finds a home. He gets injured, and you put in. I don't know. Uh, for me, it doesn't make sense to trade away Foles. They got. I think Foles still had a lot of potential there, but I mean, 
Jacksonville is a London bound team anyway, so he did himself a favor by getting out. But did you see uh, Fournette is on the block now too? I heard rumors about that, and that's after he was like touting. I forget he was like a red Fournette's tweet that he's trying to bring someone in to join his team. I forget who it was. I forget like he's trying to like. You know, entice people to come to Jackson, the paradise of Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he's on the training block, which which is surprising. Obviously, he's, you know, Fournette's not productive as he was in his rookie year, um, injured last season. But he did decent this year. I mean, over a thousand yards rushing. So it's shocking to see. I mean, I don't know. It depends what capital that they get for him, right? I mean... But I think a guy on his rookie contract that's still pretty valuable. I mean, I don't understand what Jacksonville does sometimes. It feels like they're not trying to win. Well, this is also a team that has, for some reason, kept Doug Marone, gotten rid of everything, and said, here you go. Like, Doug Marone sucks, first of all. He's not a good coach. But, to, I mean, if they get rid of Fournette, what difference is – you're not going to get anything back for him. He's got a year left on his rookie deal, and he was – okay last year i mean he averaged let's see four three a carry he had 76 catches which is insane but um i don't know going back to what they should do here here's a silver lining for them they were sixth in special teams last year (laughs) that's 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 cool oh man the funniest thing i ever heard bill belichick say was that the best player on that team, I forget what team it was. Uh, it may have been the Rams, was their punter. It was just like, <laughs> he's like the best punter in the league or the best player. I was just like, really? I mean, I bet like Pat McKay <laughs> out there, like, oh, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, for me at this pick at nine, I mean, wills make sense here because if you're if you're really trying to protect jorts over there, you're you want and and I don't know. It, it, for me, it, get, it makes sense to strengthen up the offensive line, which was horrible last year. But I see them. I mean, T.J. Henderson's still here. Uh, there's going to be a run on tackles at this point. I think. I mean. Yes. So if if. Wills is still here. I see them taking him, but there's there's holes everywhere, like a lot of these top ten teams or bottom ten teams. Did you make a pick here? Who was it? Uh, no, I don't think I did. I think you, I talked yeah. about how bad of a team they were. <laughs> Perpetual team. Yeah, no, I I kind of I'm the same boat. I I think Willis is is viable here. I think. Uh, I wouldn't take Beckton here, but I, again, I think offensive line is viable here. If these guys are still on the board, they're not going to go, you know, wide receiver. They're not going to go. I mean, they have holes all over their defense. Um, 22, right? I mean, they could pick up a wide receiver down there. I mean, I think that this is so deep. 18. Yeah. They have 18, right? No, 20, no, 20. You're right. Yeah. 20. Yeah, so I think they could fill that hole later because this is a deep, at least for me, a deep, a deep wide receiver class. But, but I mean, I think tackles 
for the next few teams that are just going to need him. I mean, Tampa is going to take a tackle. I think they just have to protect Brady. So whoever's available, best for them. I mean, that guy's – you guys at 11 are going to take Well, yeah, so, yeah, here's the thing with tackles. So you have four for sure, right, top right. 15 guys. Now they're going to go at some point, I would think, between four and ten. I don't right. think may, – maybe – maybe one gets to the Jets if you're waiting on like Andrew Thomas or something, but like the big three guys, I think they're going to be gone before you get to Cleveland. They, they should be. And if not, Cleveland's going to take whatever's left because they need a tackle. Like every, every team in the top 15 picks needs an offensive tackle. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, Jacksonville, you know, tackle, tackle, uh, I can make the case for Henderson. You know, they have no secondary. I can make the case nope. for Chase. Right. They just sort of... they need a pass rush. You know, they need. I mean, they could. This is all. See, they could trade down too. Like you said, they have another pick. Yeah. They can move down a little right. bit. This is where you could kind of get cute, I guess, because you're a bad team that nobody cares about anyway. So, <laughs> where did um, Ramsey go? Uh, the Rams. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Because he got that yeah. extension too, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's for them. I mean, I think that's the best thing that ever happened to, to the Jaguars, getting rid of, like, loudmouth talent. For sure. That was overrated towards that second part of the season as well. So. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's where the fun starts. So I think this is uh, the last pick we'll do. We'll close it off for until tomorrow. Head up at 11, right? Yeah, it's almost 12.30. Um, so I like, if I was going to get cute here, I would pick Jordan Love. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> just because I hate. Uh, what's this kid's name now? Why am I forgetting? No love for Baker. Yeah, I was just watching highlights of him, too. I think he's a good quarterback. I think they're not going to get away from him. But I think how dysfunctional that team was last year. Is when he you good, were, though? Is he good? Yeah. I think he, he's a playmaker. I think he makes play with his legs. And, you know, he caught a touchdown pass last year, too. So, I, I think if you're offensive – okay, well, I mean, it's the Browns. But if you have <laughs> – if you get creative enough, you could use Baker in a lot of different ways. And I thought they had such a – I mean – Cream Hunt and then OBJ and Trevor. I mean, they just look like a powerhouse offense coming in the next season, but they're just kind of like just like fell off. So I'm not saying that that's Baker's fault, but he is just, I think, I don't know. I don't see them picking a quarterback here. It would be funny to see it happen. Hilarious, um, yeah. I would love to see CD Lamb go here. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to pick another tackle just because Baker needs it. See, I think wide receiver is a luxury pick for them with uh, Beckham and Landry on the roster. Would you agree that? Okay, so I agree. And they have that other kid too. Who's the other? uh, He was like a a hard knocks hero. I can't think of the kid's name. But they have another kid there who's halfway decent too, the third wide receiver. Anyway, sorry. No, I think from – so – so no truth to the the Vikings going after OBJ? No. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's worn out as welcome there. Who where... is looking who is looking for OBJ? I would go for the Patriots. Well, actually Tom Brady, right? Well, Tom Brady was looking for him, but now he has his own plethora of wide receivers. And the <laughs> Patriots have no cap space. I think they have like forty two dollars in cap space. So 
so there's no way that's going to happen, right? But I don't know. I mean, he's generation talent. <laughs> that should be the name of this podcast, Generational Talent. Oh, oh, we haven't even decided on a podcast name. That works. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, if if CD Lamb goes here at ten, then there's something happening with Odell. Like that's just not. Yeah. Uh, what's it? This guy, Kadaral Kaj, is that his name? Kal Drago. The this other receiver you were talking about. Kal Drago, <laughs> the Khaleesi Can't, guy. Kadral Kadrel Hodge. Is that uh, all? This other guy named Damian Ratley. I'm looking at their depth chart right now. I don't. I see. I see Beckham. Uh-huh. I see Landry, Codrell Hodge, and Damian Ratley. That is not what I was thinking. Maybe he's no longer with the oh, organization. Taewon Taylor. No, and he's Number not. A, he's he's not an originally a Browns guy. He's from. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was somewhere else. The Browns would like to send you notifications. No thanks. <laughs> Please buy your tickets. <laughs> I guess he's not on the team anymore. He was uh he he had substance issues, but he was like a hard knock big shot. Uh whenever Josh what were they Gordon. on? Two two seasons ago last year? Josh Gordon. I don't know. <laughs> no one watched hard knock anymore. After like let's go get some G D snacks. I, I I lost interest. Like you hit the pinnacle of hard knocks with Rex Ryan. It's true. Rexy, and then it just went downhill. Oh, right. So, so I mean, I think Beckton here would be the safe pick because Willis is already gone, I think. Antonio uh, Callaway, sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's the guy I was thinking of, Antonio right. See, like, the key to winning fantasy football is living on the waiver wire. I don't care how well you draft. If you don't dominate that waiver wire, and you don't get the Antonio. I mean, I don't think I had him, but I think someone had him. You've got to dominate the wire, and you've got to not get screwed out of Patty Mahomes trades. Those are the keys to winning your fantasy football leagues. Are we in that league next year? I don't even know what's happening. I don't I understand. I haven't heard anything. Here's the thing with that league. I'm not paying dues for like 40 years. <laughs> you're you're, <laughs> invest, like, you're a vested vet. Yeah, if I win again, that's going to suffer because they're not even dead and over to me. So it's like the railroad company in the 19, like, 1830s. I'm like, who's it? Daniel something. Ah, they're, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that kind of wraps up our top 10 picks and took an hour, which is great because I didn't think we would have that much stuff to talk about, but. Who knew? Uh, Look at all this content. Foof. Yeah. So tomorrow, tomorrow, I hope to go for your starting your pick with the Jets at 11 down to 20 uh, to the Jags again. And then we can wrap up the third day before the draft at 22 to 32. So I get that, that Patriot pick in there at 23 where I have a lot of input. I'm sure you do. Awesome. Well, this is fun. Uh, I'll... I'll, I'll I, I do like that name generation panel. We have to think of the different to become something better because I have to upload this tomorrow, but we'll start there. Yeah,